0: Good evening, everybody. My name is Robert, and I am a real alcoholic who has recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Tonight, um, well, uh, normally it is, it's customary in AA meetings to read how it works, but I've got, uh, I asked Charlie if I could go ahead and do that for you guys tonight because I want to read the uh, original manuscript. From uh, the, uh, you know, some of you are familiar with it, some of you haven't or are not, but as soon as I find it, I'll start. It's in here somewhere. I put it in. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our directions. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a way of life which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those too who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to follow directions. At some of these you may balk. You, you may think you can find an easier, softer way. We doubt if you can. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that you are dealing with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for you. But there is one who has all power. That one is God. You must find Him now. Half measures will avail you nothing. You stand at the turning point. Throw yourself under his protection and care with complete abandon. Now we think you can take it. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as your program of recovery. Number one, admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care, of, care and direction of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely willing to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly, on our knees, asked Him to remove our shortcomings, holding nothing back. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve er, improve our contact with God, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual experience as the result of this course of action, we try to carry this message to others, especially alcoholics, and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. You may exclaim, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these (coughs) principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. The principles we have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, and our personal adventures before and after have been designed to sell you three pertinent ideas. A, that you are alcoholic and cannot manage your own life. B, that probably no human power can relieve your alcoholism. And C, that God can and will. All right. <clears throat> okay, if you are not convinced on these vital issues, you ought to reread the book to this point or. Throw it away. <laughs> now, I, I I like reading that because it is clear that this is not a suggested program. This is clear cut directions, and there's no wiggle room on on this on on these steps and and, and what we're what we have here. And, and I I just love it. I love it. So there's a I'm I'm a wiggler. So if there's wiggle room, I'm gonna find it. You know what I mean? So. I, I, I just love it. I love it. I read it every every chance that, that I can. All right, so this is a big deal. All right, this is the 13th annual birthday of the Fresh Start Group of the world's largest lost and found department. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you guys. This is an honor for me to be here and come up here and, and celebrate with you guys this wonderful thing that you guys got going here. Um. It's actually more than an honor and a privilege. I, I, I really take this deal seriously when I get a chance to come up here and carry this message, our common solution to those who still suffer from alcoholism. And um, because this works exactly the way those old tyrants told me at that West Valley Fellowship, I haven't found it necessary to drink for 1,634 days today. Not bad for somebody who can get three to four days maybe. Not bad. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful that over four years ago, there were some men and women that had, that had the spines, they had the, the cojones to stand on the firing line and carry the message of our common solution to me. And they did it the way they were supposed to, as it is written in our book. And they held me accountable. They made me do things I did not want to do, and all they did was save my life. I'm so grateful to those old-timers at that fellowship for pulling me aside after meetings and grilling me. They would grill me. They were not kind to me. It pissed me off. We were talking just not too long ago about the uh, men's stag meeting, and uh, I love being a part of that meeting today because those guys are working the program right out of the book. And uh, I had such a huge resentment over them that I didn't go there for over three years. <laughs> I'll show them, you know. <laughs> those, those guys, I was, I was so pissed off at them because they would, they would call me out. They would cut me off when I would go off on a tangent and get off topic. They would, uh, these are the guys that would, that would grab me after that meeting and ask me, why, why are you doing that? And I said, doing What? And said, you're beating the hell out of yourself. Why are you doing that? I said, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad man, and I need to be good now. And they said, stop that. You're sick, and you need to get well. That's all. The moment that man taught me that, he told me that he took that club out of my hand. because I used to just go to meetings and just, just wrap myself up. And just tell on myself all the nasty bad things that I've had come, and And and, uh, who I was, and and, and it was just a waste of, of time and effort on everybody's part. Because that's not helping the newcomer at all, which is what we're supposed to be doing. I treat this podium, anytime you get me at a podium, I am treating this as a fifth tradition event. I have one primary purpose, and it is to carry the solution to those who are suffering from alcoholism. And that solution is our common solution, to carry the message. Our message is our common solution, as it's written in the book. I don't talk about my war stories when I'm up here or what it was like. We all know how to drink, don't we? Okay. How about we learn how to stop and learn how to stay sober? How's that? Because I'm going to cover the program of recovery and my time here in the program and in the fellowship. There's some... There was some items. And I know everybody tries to help me when I'm new. And there are things that are said in meetings that are contrary to what is written in my book. And I'm having a hell of a time with that when I'm new. What I don't know when I'm new is that the the ability to choose and control whether I'm going to drink or not is gone. I don't have it anymore. My book clearly states that I cannot bring into my mind with sufficient force the suffering and the humiliation of a week or a month ago, I am without defense against that first drink. And that is proving true. So when I get there, people are just patting me on the back. Just don't drink and come to meetings. My book does not read that. So I'm doing that. Just come here. you got to do 90 meetings in 90 days and see if you're one of us. See if AA's for you. By date 30, I'm going nuts. I can't take it no more. I'll go to two meetings a day then. So I start going to two meetings a day. And I'm going nuttier. It's getting crazier up here. I went to 42 meetings in 14 days. (laughs) And I came this close to drinking again over something so petty and so small. I just couldn't take it no more. I couldn't take it no more. I had no idea that I had been placed beyond human aid as my book reads. No idea, no clue what was going on. I had no idea that the way that I drank was abnormal. When I read the doctor's opinion, I knew for the first time in my life why I drank the way that I did. These are just things that we don't talk about when we're out there, you know? There's a, uh, a delegate. His name is Bob Bacon. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he, uh, writes the, uh, Back to Basics, uh, deal for, uh, it, it, it's a book you can buy, I believe. But anyway, he's a delegate for Northeast o- Ohio, and he talks about how far off we have gotten f- off the page in our big book. You know, the, we're, um, we're, we're, we're talking about everything under the sun, every outside issue, and AA's in a hell of a lot of trouble if you really look at it, if you think about it. I was asking uh, our, our, our literature person, our, our chip person, how many, what, what chips are we buying the most of? And this is how they keep track of us. Chip sales. They're watching the chip sales. That's where they come up with the percentages because they can't come in here and get it. So I figured that out. So I had somebody at the, at the detox ask me, huh, where are you getting your numbers from? You guys are, is this is an anonymous program. And I was like, I don't know. Let me check. And I asked somebody, and it's the chip sales. So they're watching how many chips, how many 24-hour mm-hmm. chips, and how many 10-year chips are being sold. And that's how they get their percentages and ratios. They're watching us. <laughs> Cold-blooded, man. I found that out and I was like, well, that's the only way they can do it. You know what I mean? So when we start looking at how they did things <coughs> back when uh, this thing got started, the first 100, and that's, that's what I follow. I, I, I hooked up with some guys, some of these old-timers that are big-book dumpers. They follow the program, right out of the book. They don't change any of it. They don't give me their opinions when they talk to me. When I start getting too far off page when I was new, when I started studying the book, they'd pull me over again. Hey, what you were talking about today, this morning. What page is that on? Yeah. Held accountable. Don't talk about things that you don't know. If it's an outside issue, you've got to leave that outside, brother. We don't do that in here. And I, those things would get me mad, but there's a reason for that. Our program has what I would like to call, I was talking about this on Sunday, it has binding agents. Okay, those binding agents are our common peril, as our book reads on page 17, our, our, our common problem, and our common solution. So I am want to read it real quick, real short. I, I love reading, so... The tremendous fact for every one of us is we have discovered a common solution. We have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news this book carries for those who suffer from alcoholism. There's the message. Our common solution. So those two binding agents, we will agree on those left and right. How many meetings have you been in? It's just awesome. We're talking about our problems, and we're talking about our common solution. And those are the most powerful meetings that I go to. When we're coming out of the book and we're getting some real answers as to what the hell to do about this damn disease, how to recover from that. Anything else that's outside of that, those outside issues and things like that, those are dividers because we're going to disagree on them. Yeah, we're going to disagree on that stuff. It's going to make people mad. You get you get resentments going. It causes controversy. That's why we try and avoid that stuff. That's why we don't let outside issues in. But they get in, and you can just see it. And it just somebody starts talking about something, and everybody's staring at the floor. They're looking at the ceiling, and we've lost the meeting as we're talking about stuff we're not supposed to. So. There's something, <laughs> yeah. There's something that I have turned around exactly the way that I was when I when I when I came into to, to AA. I started working the program, and I loved talking about everything that was going on. I would talk about everything but the solution. I love those open discussion meetings because I can just talk about whatever the hell I want, non-literature based. Open discussion meetings. Because those ones, when generally when we go in there, we uh, sit down and we do our deal, get the preamble going. And it's like, okay, who's got the problem? And then there we go. Now we're talking about divorces, we're talking about marriages, we're talking about insurance, the neighbor's dog, the weed eater. <laughs> and nobody's getting the common solution and we got newcomers sitting in there staring at the damn floor in despair 24 hours off of a suicide attempt, and he's got to listen to that. She's got to come here and and get that. Okay? What I did, the last time I participated in something like that, I'll tell you when it was. September, last year. I was at a, a meeting at my home group, and the topic was 13th stepping. And I participated in it. The whole meeting was about the 13th step. I have looked up and down in this book, and I cannot find it. Somebody can tell me what page it's on, I don't know. There was a newcomer in there. He did not look up once. He sat down, he introduced himself as a newcomer, he sat down and he stared at the floor the entire meeting, through the preamble, through everything. And now he had to come and listen to that. Listen to us chastise people for actions that just one outside issue after the whole damn meeting. He did not look up for over an hour. When the meeting was over, he took off his gone. I have not seen him since. I don't know if you guys know this. We just lost one of our home group members less than two weeks ago. Because he found it necessary to end his life. This is not a joke. I'm not playing when I come here. I'm at the end of my damn rope when I get here. I'm a desperate man. I've got nowhere to go. If it wasn't for those old guys... Oh, guys, those old timers, (laughs) those seasoned veterans that would listen to me in those meetings and listen to me come unglued, and I'm screaming on the inside for somebody to effing help me, but I won't ask you for it, but it's in my voice, it's in my tone, and you can hear it. That man is going to drink to the day he dies, and those guys knew it. And they pulled me aside and saved my damn life with things that I did not want to hear. I hated it every time they opened their damn mouth. I'd see him coming. <laughs> I was like, what did I say now? I said something wrong again. And then here they come. One of my friends, he's not here, but he's one of the ones that would hold me accountable. But I was in a meeting, and uh, this is when I almost drank again. It's, it's 90 days, I just got a sponsor, because I worked steps one, two, and three by myself. <laughs> Didn't do too well with, with that. I just got a sponsor. And I almost drank that day. The next day I went into the down under. And I can't, it, it, open discussion. Yes, I'm dumping this shit. As soon as that meeting starts, I'm pounding on that table. And I say, my wife is a threat to my sobriety. <laughs> and my buddy's sitting next to me, and he's thumbing through his big book, he's getting ready to say something, and he just stops. <laughs> and he just turns and gives me this scowl. And I'm now I've got to tell my story. See, so I'm an enormously prideful and egotistical prick. <laughs> so I can't stop now. I gotta go through with this. I gotta plead my case. He's looking at me, and then my inner, inner child that I've got going on in here is looking at him while I'm just rambling on with his nonsense. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, I'm wrong, aren't I? <laughs> and he's just staring at me with this god awful look. And I'm like, oh my God. And I haven't shared that ever. I was waiting for him. I, I want him to hear it because he th- I said, Jerry, I've got something that I need to tell you, man. Something you did to me, it turned me around. He goes, I pissed you off, didn't I? I'm like, no, no, you didn't piss me off. No, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's hilarious when I think about it today. But, uh I was hoping he was, he was going to make it tonight, but, it, but he hasn't. But, but that frame of mind of being in self like that, that everybody's my problem, and I, you know, I, I, let me plead my case, is, is wh- where I'm, I'm coming from when I'm new. You know what I mean? So that stuff doesn't change until I start getting into the program of action. Okay, meetings are one thing, and white-knuckling for me, I can't do that. I can't remember my last drunk with sufficient force. I cannot bring it in, I cannot bring it in, I can't remember that. And if, there, if it does pop in there, it's hazy, right, readily supplanted. This time I'm going to handle myself better, it's, it's fine, it's not a big deal, that was just something that happened over and over, incomprehensible demoralization. When I heard that, when I read that, I thought that that was how drunk I used to get. Just demoralizing and drunk. I don't care about anything when I drink. I come to find out that that, I get that, I get incomprehensible demoralization the moment I'm sober. And I'm full of remorse, shame, and guilt. And I can't get out of bed. Not because I'm physically sick, but I can't face those people again. I did it again. It happened again. Or I roll over and I look at my wife and her eyes are this damn big and I hear those words. You need to call your mom. And it's just... See, I don't have the gift of blacking out. I remember. And I wake up and I'm like, did that really happen? Yep. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. People get tired of hearing our excuses when we wake up. Because I've, always, I've got to get my facts in order, man. I've got to line this stuff up before I get out of bed. To where this is their fault, it's his fault, it's her fault, it's somebody's damn fault. Because that sure as hell ain't mine. If I wouldn't have said, if, she, if she wouldn't have said that, I wouldn't have had to tell her that, now would I? I'm helping that individual when we're looking to really chastise the hell out of them. Teach him a lesson, my book reads The sickness of this disease, you guys, is just amazing. And one of the sad things is we've gotten so far off of the one thing that has saved our bacon over and over. Millions of people have recovered from it, and it is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I looked up our meetings just before I, I, I came here. And I want to look and find out how many open discussion meetings we have in Arizona. Okay? There are almost a thousand open discussion meetings in Arizona, Monday through, Monday through Sunday. A thousand. You can go to any one of them around, around the valley. If you want to hear or go to a big book study, you've got 200 meetings to choose from. A one to five ratio. How in the hell is that happening to where the big book's not even in these meetings anymore? The solution, it holds the solution and we're not talking about it. How many meetings do we go to, no book to be found? I see kids coming into big book study meetings with no big book. Like, where's your book? We only have a few here. Nobody wants to work the damn program. I piss off so many people in my home group because I read from the damn book. You guys think I'm kidding? Tuesday, I got my ass reamed by three people. I was reading from the book, and one of them just couldn't help herself. During my share, she had to vocally express herself. During my share because she disagrees with, what, with, with what's written in the book and my experience with it. I, don't, I, I, I give my experience. I'm not talking about something I don't know. If I'm talking about something I don't know, that's my opinion. I'm talking about my experience in AA as it relates to this program and my, and my, my, my drinking day, if I'm talking about that, which I really don't, I try not to do. To have three people counter-share you right after that, I chastise them. There's people that were in that meeting that are here tonight. And, you can, it's, it's, and I say to myself all the time, Robert, it's not always about you. Bullshit. That, <laughs> that was aimed at me. And there's people in here, they were sitting in there, with this, we, were, we were floored after the meeting. It is getting that out of control. <coughs> Ridiculous. How in the hell are newcomers supposed to stay sober on that? When it's pissing me off, and I've got program, I'm connected with God through these twelve steps, and that gets me freaking shaken, you know. We got the newcomers in there looking at this and like, I don't want any part of this crap, and we've lost more. When we keep losing them, we keep losing them. We just uh, look at your meetings. All you got to do is look around at your meetings. Who's picking up one-year chips, two-year chips, three-year chips? Congratulations, that's a miracle. A miracle. Where we come from. I'm a man who could not not drink. Here it is, 1600 days. Program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's get something straight. We have our fellowship and we have our program. Those are two different things. If I sit here and try and go to meetings and try and get well, that's not going to happen. Those are not bringing me closer to God. I need your help and meetings are important. I do six to seven a week still because I'm constantly looking to help other people. It is a vital part of my life. Permanent recovery is based on one alcoholic working with another. It's vital, my book reads. I'm going to read a couple of things from the archives. I I love the archives. So we're pretty much in, what, single-digit recovery for the most part? maybe 10, let's let's be generous, 15%. When I read this stuff, we had 93% success rate in Cleveland in 1940. 93, nearly 100% success rate in Akron under Dr. Bob's care, under his meetings. We're in almost single digit recovery here. Something's wrong something's wrong. If we can sit here and just... This whole thing's going to collapse at some point. How long can we go if, if nobody's staying sober? If nobody's getting connected to God? Treatment centers don't make you well. I've got nothing against treatment centers. I love treatment centers. They let people like me go in there and carry this in there. See? But if we're constantly off the page, how is the newcomer going to know that he has to find a power greater than himself if we're not talking about it? Know what I mean? I'm going to read something. Love Dr. Bob. Everybody thinks he was this really nice guy. Is <laughs> a, a reading in here. If Dr. Bob thought you were a phony, he went up to you and told you in the meeting in front of everybody. You're a phony, get the F out. Go get ready. Go get reasonable. And he wouldn't take you until you were ready. They they pre-qualified you back then. (laughs) They qualified you. They would interview you. They would put ten guys around there, and then they start asking you questions. Where are you? You know what I mean? Where are you here? Is your drinking that far? Have you been placed beyond human aid? Because if you can sit here, and there's there's a reading in here, Dr. Bob. Tells a guy. Here, listen. Go buy a bottle of whiskey, go to the Mayflower Hotel, and check in for three days. The first day you get there, pop that cork and take two big gulps of that whiskey. Put the cork in it. If you don't drink for the rest of the weekend, you do not need us. That's what he said. That's what Dr. Bob said. That's not what I said. And you see how I start trouble? I didn't say that. It's what, I just read it. If people leave the meeting, did you hear what Robert said? No, 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 no. Did you hear what I read? There's more along the lines, okay? So, Dr. Bob, let me start from the beginning, because this, 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 this little uh, 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 paragraph here is pretty good. This is Dr. Bob, quote, I get a big thrill out of looking over a vast sea of faces like this with the feeling that possibly some small thing I did a number of years ago played an infinite small part in making this meeting possible i also get quite a thrill when i think that we all had the same problem we all did the same things we all get the same results in proportion to our zeal and enthusiasm to stick to itiveness the quality that allows someone to continue trying to do something even though it's difficult or unpleasant He's talking about the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Something that raises so much uh, <laughs> so much trouble is the work recovered. You want to start trouble in a meeting? Mention that. Like, introduce yourself like I did in a meeting and watch people start coming unglued on you, they'll, 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 they'll counter-share you right there. We'll always be in recovery. The very title page of the book, the story of how, how, how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. It's, it's written in this book at least 20 times. According to my dictionary, and I, I, I have them in here, we all have the same book. I get so much flack for saying that. So much trouble. And it's like, why? It's in the book. The desire for me to drink has left. Okay? As far as I know and what I'm taught and what my big book says, that is alcoholism. Okay? We're going to read a little bit more about that. Yeah. this is why, you know, I, I fell short right here too. Because I was reading the book, but I wasn't studying it and I wasn't practicing it. Above all, he believed he had acquired such a profound knowledge of the inner workings of his minds and his hidden springs that relapse was unthinkable. Nevertheless, this guy was drunk in a short time. More baffling still, he could give himself no satisfactory explanation for his fall. That is an untreated alcoholic right there. Suffering from alcoholism. I cannot do this stuff by myself. I need everybody's help that's in this room. I've got nothing against hard drinkers that do not need to do this, you're welcome in our fellowship. The only requirement is the desire to stop drinking. You're welcome. Be here. We love you. I love everybody in this room. I've got nothing against anybody. But when it comes to this book, and we start talking about it, and it gets off kilter, or there's contraries that people are saying in there, I will, I'm quick to, to uh, straighten that out, because newcomers need to hear the truth. They need a, a, a clear program. I'm going to read something out of our uh, traditions. This is uh, Tradition 3. Okay. Here's the deal. We just want to be sure that you get the same great chance for sobriety that we've had. I want you to get the same opportunity that those old-timers, those, 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 those seasoned veterans gave me. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. I'm almost certain of that. That guy, Bob Bacon, that delegate who worked at, uh Back to Basics, he says in there, do not put any roadblocks in steps 1 through 12 for that newcomer. Let him work that program if he wants to. Let them decide. I've been in so many meetings where people call this program crap. You don't need to do it. How lethal is that to somebody who's suffering from untreated alcoholism at the end of their damn rope? That's crazy. Nobody says anything. And we've got them dying. We've got them dying in our home group. It's ridiculous. I just met a man last night 30 years in this program stepped away sometimes we do that wrote a suicide note two weeks ago 30 years in here thank God he made it back to tell us that story he burned that letter last week and got back and he just couldn't take it no more can't take it no more this disease is not going to let me go I have to treat it. My daily reprieve. I cannot stay fed on yesterday's food. That's why I come to meetings. I don't want to hear outside issues. I want to hear the Word. Give me the solution because I need to hear it today. I live one day at a time. I need a constant recharge of spirituality. And I get that from meetings when we talk about what, what we're supposed to be talking about. That last experience taught us that To take away any alcoholic's full chance was sometimes to pronounce his death sentence and often to condemn him to endless misery. Let's get the hell out of their way. Let people work the program if they want to. They deserve that. Newcomers deserve that. I said, why are they here? They're not here because they're on a winning streak. They don't need to learn how. They don't need to hear how we drank. They know that. We do that on twelve-step calls. That's where you expect you you give your war story. That's the way they did it in the the old timers. Doctor Bob would put you in the hospital for seven days, and every day he would send two cats over there, and all they did was talk about their drinking history. Can you relate? Are you one of us? Come on into the meeting. We have a solution. He's already cooked when he gets here. He wants the solution. Let's give him the solution. Only we can turn this around. It's tough out there. We're getting, our, we're getting our ass kicked out there. I'm in a detox. I go to the detox center to carry this message. I've been doing that for well over three years. First thing I ask them, who's familiar with AA? And they all raise their hands. Like, okay, what happened? Because you're in here. What happened? Number one complaint, and I hear this in, in and out of the, the, the treatment centers. AA doesn't work. Why? What's the problem? You know what their number one complaint is right after that? I'm tired of sitting in meetings and listening to people's problems. And we've lost them. No solution. No hope. That's the attraction. The attraction is the hope. We're not giving it to him. Somewhere, I went in there one time, and this this lady sitting in there, and she's got her standoff, sit down, arms crossed, slouching in the seat, just staring me down when I'm walking in. And I sat down, and she says, "You're gonna sit here and talk about your damn drinking history, are you?" I said, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm gonna bring you the solution. We're gonna talk about the program of, of recovery today. She was actually pissed off about that. And she complained about the meeting that they had last night. She goes, there's a guy in here, all he did was talk for an hour about how he drank. we were feeling pretty good when we went in there. I wouldn't feel so good when I left, when they left, you know? I'm like, I'm sorry that has to happen, but that. It, we're going to find a whole hell of a lot of that. It's up to us. Those of us who are real alcoholics work this program to turn this stuff around. And what I notice is when things are going on in meetings that aren't supposed to be going on and nobody says anything, I got a hunch and it's because we care about what people think about us. So we don't say Nothing. Oh, I've overcome that. You can ask any one of my home group members. Ask any one of my home group members. I will, I will split that freaking meeting in two. Like the Red Sea, I just piss people off. And I have no problem doing that because I'm here for that guy that's freaking at the end of his rope. If he doesn't hear the message tonight and hear some sort of power of God or something, he's going to go home and hang himself. feel terrible about that damn meeting in September. It has turned my sharing and everything that I do around 180 damn degrees. I don't talk about anything that's not supposed to be talked about in a meeting. The reason is, that next Friday, for some reason, and this is the way God works. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. For some reason, I love listening to speakers. Okay, circuit speakers. Love listening to him. I picked this guy. I said, who is this guy? Five stars. Hmm. So I put it on. That dude, with his words, grabbed me by the throat and slammed me against the wall and held me accountable for what I did the day before. It was almost as if he was in the damn meeting. And I, I changed my life. That cat goes by the name of Chris Raymer. Look him up. You'll love it. <laughs> Either you'll love it or you'll hate him. One of the two. I used to be a feather ruffler. Now I, I just piss people off because I. This program works, man. I don't take it piecemeal, or not say piecemeal. I don't take what I want and leave the rest. As a newcomer, when I hear that, that means I'm not doing step four and five. I'll keep on going. Because nobody's telling me what the hell that means. I can pick and choose what I want. I'm going to treat this like a salad bar, an effing buffet. I'll take some of that. I ain't eating that. I'll take that, that, that. Nope, none of that. I can't do that. I can't do that if I'm going to recover from this disease. This is important, serious business, guys. Oh, boy. I'm going to read a couple things and then I'm going to let you guys out of here as you guys are probably had enough of me already. (laughs) All right. All right. Alcoholics Anonymous Group. Okay, the Alcoholics Anonymous Groups, our groups, our groups, our group is meant to be a spiritual entity. It can only be a spiritual entity to the extent that the members of that group wind up adopting this program as a way of life, a spiritual way of life, and commit themselves to helping others Others so they can grow spiritually. If you don't have this in your home group, man, we that's bad news, man. That's bad news. That's a revolving door. And people are dying around us left and right. We gotta get we gotta get squared away with this deal. We have to. It's up to us, the home group members that want it, that, that, that want this deal, they work this deal, and they do it to get in and start making the changes in the home group if it's getting out of damn control. And we have to do that at the Down Under. I'm sorry to say that. We have a group inventory next month, thank God. To where a lot of these issues are going to be brought up. To where I don't get scolded in a meeting because I shared my experience and what's written in the book. That's crazy. That's not going to stop me, though. I, I just keep coming back, just pissing off. <laughs> Yeah, I love this program because it works. And I want every home, every cat that comes through that door, if he's a real alcoholic, to get it. I do not want to be responsible for that guy going home and ending up doing something that's just terrible. Terrible. Every time I'm up at this podium, I love to read this, this, this little ditty out of this book because it just puts everything into perspective for me. And... Uh, I just love it. So I'm going to end with this. Unless each AA member follows to the best of his ability, our suggested 12 steps to recovery, his almost certain he almost certainly signs his own death warrant. His drunkenness and disillusion are not penalties inflicted by people in authority. They result from his personal disobedience to spiritual principles. And that's enough out of me.